Hello, folks. It's Mayo Best for the Blitz Business Development Show. I am your host and looking forward to working and teaching you today as we discuss the top skill you should be developing in your business in 2022 and honestly beyond. I mean, this skill is so powerful that it has the ability to yield up to a triple digit return on investment, according to Accenture. Listen, you're not going to want to miss this one. But to find out what this top skill is, you're going to want to come back with us in just a few moments as we go and pay some bills. Hello and welcome to the Blitz Business Development Show. My name is Mayo Best and I'm a business consultant and coach as well as the founder of the Blitz Business Development Academy. This is a show that provides guidance, resources, and access to best practices to help you advertise, manage, and build geometric profits. From freelancers and home-based business owners to startups and storefronts, you will learn how to start small as you think and grow big. The Blitz Local Deals Club is a free membership-based app and service that offers consumers the ability to find the best deals, coupons, and savings available in their neighborhoods. This exclusive free membership connects you to the best offers from local pizza and sandwich shops, bars, restaurants, stores, and service-based businesses. Members will even gain access to rewards and loyalty programs, making this the ultimate money savings app on the planet. And the best part is, not only can consumers take advantage of the best deals and discounts, but also help support their local businesses during the COVID-19 pandemic. This is all made possible at the click of a button. So, become a free member and get access to your local deals today. All right, folks, we're back. And listen, this is going to be an awesome session for us today. I hope you're going to download this episode, folks, and keep this in your library. Because today, we're going to touch on that skill. This is the skill, folks. The skill is sales. If I had to start all over and somebody erased my mind and took away all of the things that I ever learned, the one thing I would start with to learn again and develop as a skill would be sales, okay? Check this out. There was some research that was done and this is what they found. The research found that the primary reason companies implement sales training is to improve sales results. And Accenture book supports investing in training. And the authors estimated that for every dollar a company invested in training, they received about $4.53 in return. That's a 353% ROI, guys. So listen, you're not going to lose by being able to sell. And especially if you have just started your business, you most definitely want to develop this skill. Now, you might be asking yourself, what is sales really okay now a lot of people think that they know so that brings us to number one what is the skill I'm going to explain to you um, my definition of sales in more of an example the reality is what most people do not understand about sales and by the way I believe this is one of the most misunderstood 
<laughs> the skills of them all. Cells get such a bad rap. And it gets a bad rap because, to be fair, there are folks that have completely abused the sales process. Okay? And you know who I'm talking about. These are the folks that, you know, the fast-talking folks that lie to you and try to sell you lemons and stuff at car dealerships or try to, you know, fast-talk you into buying things that you probably shouldn't buy or don't really honestly need or don't solve your problems. And because of that, you know, people have gotten a bad taste in their mouth for salesmen. However, what has happened is a lot of folks will throw away the baby with the bathwater here. And as a result of their experiences related to horrible sales reps, um, they have sort of poo-pooed and trashed a whole skill of selling. But here's the deal, folks. Some of you may not have realized this, but you've been selling your entire life before you even understood what sales actually is. And here's a better way to understand it. When you're a child or even a baby and you want something, you do what? You cry. You cry because crying is how you communicate as a baby to let the person that is in charge know that you need something or that you have a problem, right? Well, as you get older and you develop a little bit more, you start to actually <laughs> get a lot more savvy in how you go about getting the things that you want. Let me give you an example of what I mean. Let's say you want ice cream, right? And you know that maybe your mom is not going to give you ice cream until you have finished your dinner. Okay. However, you know that your father is a lot more lenient. So what you do, you number one, you assess your target market. All right. Now, you know that in order for you to get what you want from your mom, she's probably not going to be more likely to give you what you want. So you adjust and choose a better target market, which is your father, <laughs> because you know that he's more lenient when it comes to those things that you want. Now, of course, we could reverse this and make the mother, the father and so forth. So let's not get lost in that. But my point here is, is that even as a child, you are actually developing and using sales skills and tactics. And we do this as humans every single day. We assess who it is that we need to talk to to get what we want. And we will adjust the pitch, so to speak. All right. Based off of who it is that we're talking to. We'll start to use certain types of language, which we call persuasive language, right? We'll use the right words and we'll say the right things and use the right inflections that we know will help us get the results that we are trying to get from the person that we are trying to get it from. So from day one, folks, we are developing these skills every single day of our lives. Now, you may not have known that this is actually what sales is. It has a lot to do with psychology and emotions and understanding how people respond and how they react. 
and what you need to say and do in order to get certain responses or sometimes get certain information out of people. All right. So that's really what sales actually is in its simplest form. It is a skill that we actually use every single day. Even if you think that you hate sales reps, in actuality, you're probably not any different from a sales rep. You just don't do it as a profession. That's the difference, okay? But we've all done this, we all do this. And by the way, of course, this does not stop in childhood. We do this with our girlfriends, our boyfriends, our wives, our husbands, our mothers, our fathers. We know what we need to say to get the responses or results or the outcomes that we want to get from the people that we need to get it from. And this is the skill that you use to do it. Okay. That's really what sales is. Now, of course, we can get a lot more technical and get into specific tactics and techniques, and we can go deeper into persuasive language and, you know, linguistics. There's a whole bunch of things that you can do to really go deeper with developing the skill of sales. But it is the most important skill that you need to develop and understand and really kind of, I want to say, put some method to the madness of trying to learn how to sell if you have a business. Okay. Think about it, folks. You can put as much energy and time into marketing and advertising as you want to. But at the end of the day, once you drive your traffic, once you get in front of the people who you are trying to sell your product to, if you do not have this skill together, you are not going to make anywhere near as much money as you could. Okay? So, you know, it's been said, and I completely concur and agree with this, that sales is the lifeblood of every business. And what I've always found so interesting is how many businesses don't actually have anyone in it, even the owners of the company, who has any sales training or really know how to honestly really sell as a skill and technique and understanding tactics and knowing how to deal with rebuttals, knowing how to deal with people who tell you no. I mean, this is critical. And if you don't do anything else, folks, you've got to develop this skill. And, you know, that really brings us, and we kind of touched on the why you do, but number two is why do you need to develop it? And this is why, folks, because at the end of the day, if you cannot sell the products or the services that you are creating or that you are selling, then how are you going to sell them? Okay, and listen, I really want to kind of uh, demystify something here. Things have gotten confused as it relates to what sales actually is versus marketing. And I totally understand why the technology has really skewed dramatically 
you know, the difference between sales and marketing because what's happened is there's something called sales copy. And sales copy, for those that don't know, is just pretty much sales in written form. It is the technique of selling in written form. And of course, again, using tactics and different strategies and using things like persuasive language and choosing the right type of words to elicit certain types of responses in folks. It's sort of the science of selling in written form, okay? So sales copy is huge. And for those that get good at it, they tend to have, you know, a really successful business. Even if you can't do it, you can get someone else who can. But my point here is that the reason why you need sales is just because it's so critical to your growth. It's so critical to everything that you're doing. Now, with that said, let's move into number three, which is you've got to know your industry. You need to understand where your industry is going. You need to understand what's possible in your industry. You need to understand, you know, how well your industry is doing, whether or not it's trending in a direction that is favorable to you. And what are those trends? What are the the buying behaviors of your customers, which we'll get into in a few moments, but you need to understand as much as you can about your industry. It's critical and it's important. You know, what are the best practices about your industry? These things all affect how you sell. And it might even affect who you're selling to. Because based off of the the trends that may be trending, you may, may need to pivot and adjust who your target market might be in some cases. Uh, especially today, these things are changing dramatically. So you definitely want to know your industry. Number four, guys, know your competition. Now, know your competition, but do not dwell on your competition. Don't get lost in following your competition so much that you become reactive. I think a an example of this, an, an example of this in my opinion, and I've said this before in, in another podcast, an example of this would be Walmart. I feel that Walmart is highly reactive to Amazon. And of course, that's their direct competition. But the the problem with Walmart, in my opinion, is that I think Walmart, it seems as though they've been used to being a big fish in what has become a little pond, but now it's a big pond. Um, or a bigger pond, but they were so used to being a big fish that now they find themselves kind of like on the defensive and sort of reacting to the competition, which is Amazon. But Amazon does such a good job of innovating and being so dynamic in their approach to their business that it's very difficult for Walmart to really compete in my opinion. You know, I won't go too much into that because I've talked about that before, but I think that is an example of concentrating so much on your competition and what they're doing that you become reactive as opposed to innovating, okay, as an offensive 
strategy, innovating to the degree to where you do things in a way to where maybe it's a little difficult for your competition to compete with you because you're offering things that they can't offer. So I'm more into innovating than I am to paying so much attention to your competition, but you do want to have some sense of what they're doing. And at least at a high level, I think that's important. But really, I feel like if you're doing what you need to do, you're spending way more time in your own business, developing solutions to problems, okay? And expanding your ability to be able to handle more problems within the spectrum of issues that your customers are likely to have, all right? That's a key difference to me. But definitely, you do want to know your competition to some extent. Let's move on to uh, number five, which is know your product. You know, these things might sound obvious, but I can tell you as a coaching consultant that people know their product to an extent. But I think knowing your product or products, knowing your services to the level to where you really know not just what they do, but the nuances of those products and services, the nuances that may not be on the paper, the things that you know about your product that really comes through really experiencing your own stuff in a way to where you can explain things that the average person wouldn't see, you know, Um, that's what I'm talking about. You really want to know your products at a high level. And I think that's extremely important. The next thing I got here is number six, know your customer. Guys, (laughs) of all of the things you need to know about your business, it's definitely your customer. More importantly, your ideal customer. I cannot stress how important this actually is and how many business owners I've worked with that do not really know who they're actually trying to sell to. That is probably some of the most important data that you can acquire. You need to know your customer as intimately as you possibly can, okay? And what I mean by that is you need to understand their motivations. You need to understand what keeps them up at night. Like guys, you've got to do a deep dive on understanding what makes your customers tick. You know, what wakes them up in the morning? What motivates them? What what are they wrestling with? And how does your product or service solve that problem for them? Okay? Remember, you don't have a business unless you're solving a problem. And you need to understand who you're solving the problem for so that you can understand how you need to approach selling to them. The better you understand your customers, guys, the more you're going to be able to understand what you need to say and do to sell to them. This is probably one of the biggest issues that I see with a lot of businesses and they can't understand why they're not making more money. Well, number one, not only do you not honestly know your customer well enough to know what to say or how to say it, you're not developing the skills to be able to convey what you know about them 
to be able to sell to them. Like these things go hand in hand, guys. You've got to know your customer. And I cannot stress to you how much this is going to help you if you really understand your customer. I have programs on how to do this, you know, how to determine who your ideal customer is. Now, I'm going to give you guys something here that's not even written on my list here. And that is this, guys. You know, this may sound a little funny when I say it, but you want to sell to the folks who want what you have, not who need what you have. That may sound backwards. But I'm telling you right now, because typically the people who need you, they don't even know that they need you. And if they don't know that they need you, then there's no real motivation or impetus to want to buy from you. However, the people who want what you have, oh my goodness, number one, they're so much easier to sell to because they already want what you have. But here's the thing. If you don't know who these people are or how to identify them, or know why they want what you have, then how are you going to sell to them? See, this is why I, I'm so big on really understanding your customer, okay? And also understanding their buying behaviors, understanding your customer on a level that you know what devices they're selling on. Oh, I'm sorry, what devices they're buying on. Rather not it's a cell phone, or rather not it's a desktop or laptop, understanding where they congregate, what areas, what groups, what platforms they're on. Do they watch Roku? Do they like Netflix? Like the more you know about your customer, the easier and better and more effective you're going to be able to sell to them. Let's move on, folks. Number seven, develop a strategic mindset. Now, this is something that I'm also big on as well. You know, the reason why this is so important is because in business, it's really easy to get lost, right? Let's say you've done a business plan. A business plan is great for 30,000 feet, you know, looking at your business, you know, at a glance. But when it gets down to the more, you know, macro and even micro activities day to day, you really can get lost if you really don't have a, a plan for what you're going to do to acquire the goals that you're trying to hit. And before you even look at that, you need to figure out what is your strategy? What's the strategy that you're going to use to accomplish the goals? And then you want to look at your tactics. But what is your strategy? How are you going to do this? How are you going to get people to respond the way you want to respond to help you hit those sales goals, you know, every single week or once a month or however it is that you're doing your marketing plan or what part of the marketing plan you've been basically working on. The point is you want to have a strategy and you want to be strategic in just about everything you're doing in business. You know, it's so important that you do this. Like I just did this myself last night. I, I sat down literally for hours and I created a strategy, a strategic plan for how I was going to hit my goals. I broke down timelines. I used data that I had captured from my lead generation. All these things went into the strategy 
that I was going to use to help me hit my goals. And when you do this, folks, it helps relieve, I would say it helps you to alleviate stress and feeling like you just kind of don't know what you're doing. You're getting lost. You feel like you, you know, you only can see like, you know, six feet ahead at a time. Like it, it kills all that because when you do a strategy, you start figuring out what you need to do, not just for today or tomorrow, but the next couple of weeks into the next business quarter, into the next year to hit those goals. Strategy is where all of that starts. Before the plan, you need the strategy, okay? The strategy is implemented into the plan for everything that you do. And I'm gonna give you a few ways as to how you apply strategy. Number eight, which is to create a target market criteria. So that's an example. Creating a target market criteria, not just creating a, and this is a little bit slightly different than creating a, a avatar for your customer. But in terms of your target market, what's the strategy that you're using, okay, to apply to the customer that you're targeting, all right? Because that's a little bit different, all right, than just understanding your customer. What's the strategy that you're going to use to get to that customer, all right? That's really what I'm talking about there. Number nine strategize your sales approach. Now, I hope you're starting to see that the strategies sort of build on each other. They stack towards your goals. Because we started with, first of all, having a strategic mindset, and then we moved on to creating a target market strategy. And now we're saying, after you take that target market strategy now, which was number nine right here, strategize your sales approach. When you strategize your sales approach, folks, using your customer strategy and using your target market criteria, you're going to hedge yourself for success in a sense it's going to become more probable is what I'm saying here. So strategize your sales approach. All right. And those things are what goes into strategizing your sales approach. Then when you build on from here, is now you get into where you're going to market, how often you're going to market. And of course, this is all inside of your marketing plan. All right. But it's all strategic and it's all strategy based is the point that I'm making. And that brings me to number 10. Using strategic alignment and channel partnering. Now, this is something that I find very interesting. Um, most small businesses do not use channel partnering very often, I've noticed. Now, channel partnering, to be fair, is typically something that's done a little bit more with bigger businesses, mid-sized to larger businesses and companies. They'll do more strategic aligning with other businesses. But the reality is, this is a practice that you can and should do as a small business. Remember folks, everybody that you think is your competition is not necessarily your competition. And really the way that I approach um, strategic alignment is more so based off of rather or not the business has the same customer. And remember, just because someone has the same customer as you, 
does not mean that they're your competition, right? Because they could be fulfilling some aspect of a service that you don't do any parts of, okay? So that doesn't make them competition. So that means you can actually partner up with them because you guys have got the same interests. You've got the same customers. Now, what that partnership looks like, that's totally up to you and that company. And you have to develop what you're willing to offer and what the benefits would be to that you know, company that you're partnering with. But by all means, folks, I highly recommend this. This is something that I do, okay? And I do on a regular basis, which is strategic alignment and channel partnering. Now, why is this important? This is important because number one, this is a intelligent way of working and it's also a part of a strategy to acquire more customers with less effort and less expense the acquisition cost for a customer can be pretty much you know high <laughs> however there are other ways to acquire customers that doesn't have to cost you a dime right and so channel partnering is a beautiful way it's a phenomenal way to not only extend your brand, but to acquire those customers that you sometimes, honestly, probably wouldn't be likely to even gain access to. You know, plus there's another benefit too, which is the edification of another business working with you just makes you look better. It gives you more credibility. When you associate yourself with other successful businesses and businesses can see that you're in partnership with other companies, it gives you even more power, or I would say, it gives you more posture, okay, out of the gate. And so that's it for today, folks. Uh, I'm gonna conclude right there. If you guys have any, okay, any questions as it relates to anything having to do with sales or anything we've talked about in this episode, please, by all means, reach out to me at mailbestatparadigmtodigital.com. I'll be more willing to answer any of your questions there and to help you out if you should decide that that's what you want or need. In addition to that, folks, you'll also find in the show notes today um, that if you guys want to join me in my business development group here on Alignable, please do so. We've got a ton of things that's going to be kicking off in 2022. If you want to be in the know, you want to gain access to more best practices like the ones we touched on today, please, by all means, guys, you're going to want to go ahead and join us on Alignable. Of course, it doesn't cost you anything, but it is a private group. But for my listeners out there, you are 100% invited. All right. So that's it for me today, folks. Take care. God bless. And I will see you in the next episode. Bye-bye.